This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Good night, Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. As we turn to Parashat Sazino, as we get down to the end of the Chamishi Chamishitayr, and really the end of Moshe Benu's life, his parting words to the Jewish people, lessons for life that he teaches us, and in this week's parish, I think we find two ideas that are very important for the survival of the Jewish people through the most difficult of times. As a nation, we've been through so many tsaris, so much persecution, so much anti-Semitism, and, and I'd like to say anti-Semitism is something of the old, of the old, as old news and something of the past, but sadly, we know and we see that anti-Semitism is still very much alive. Baruch Hashem, it's not like what it's been in, in, in our history, but we're still definitely targeted as a, as a group of people that are always looking to bother us, to poke at us, to cause harm. Even in our our neighborhood here in the Queens community, in the Kiran Hills community, we had some graffiti, swastika graffiti drawn on some on some uh, areas. And again, throughout the last couple of years, in parts of Williamsburg and Bar Park and and other areas, it's it's still very much alive. And for us to think for a second that anti-Semitism is no longer a problem would be foolish. So how do we deal with it? How do we survive? So there's an amazing idea that Rapam suggests in this week's parasha. Rapam writes, quoting uh, from the Arachayim HaKadosh, an amazing idea. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe Rabbeinu in this week's parasha two things. Moshe Rabbeinu tells us, first of all, Klai well, you have to behave. And if you're going to, if you're going to stray, and you're going to do things incorrectly, you will be punished. There's no question. And that we've seen in Jewish history. A lot of tsaris, a lot of pain, a lot of anguish, a lot of punishment for different things. But also there'll be a geula. And the Torah tells us that there'll become a time of geula. But more than that, Yerachim adds something very important. Yerachim HaKadosh adds that not only will Hashem <coughs> punish our enemies, He will take stock of everything they did. And He will avenge all of that pain and all of that blood that the, our enemies caused in us, HaKadosh Baruch will take exact stock of that. And HaKadosh Baruch will pay back all our enemies throughout the centuries of Jewish history and they will be paid back for what they did. No one will go, will get away with harm that they caused the Jewish people. That is definitely unacceptable. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, writes there, HaKadosh Baruch Hashem will judge them. Hashem will avenge the blood of so many Jews and there is no running away, there is no escaping from HaKadosh Baruch So for those people who think they can get away with it, maybe for a little bit in this world or for some, they can beat the system, but HaKadosh Baruch will eventually get those who caused pain and harm to his children. came across an amazing story. There was a fellow, a fellow who lived in, in Brooklyn, Bar Park, Williamsburg. He was a, a very, very meticulous and very careful driver. He always abided by the driving rules. He would never text and drive, never do anything illegal or even questionable. Very, very careful driver. And one day he's driving his car, and out of nowhere, a, a, a somewhat crazy, deranged person just jumps out in the middle of the street. He has to make a quick second decision. What does he do? So he quickly moves his car. He turns the wheel not to hit the person, and he goes into pedestrians on the sidewalk, and lo and behold, he kills an elderly couple and a man and wife, an elderly couple, and he kills them. And he is just distraught over it. He is so bothered by this story. He feels terrible. And after the 
police investigation and it goes to court and they find him to be 100% scot clean. He did nothing wrong. It was not his fault. He's not held accountable. He walks away 100% an innocent man. But again, he feels terrible. There is a dead couple, two elderly people that are, are dead and he just feels so, so depressed and he can't seem to get past it. His friends told him what he worried about. The, the court cleared you. You're not going to jail. You don't have to do any you know community work. You did nothing wrong. You're an innocent man. He said, no, but it bothers me still. So someone suggested he writes a letter to Chaim Kanievsky. Chaim Kanievsky, Satsal. So he writes a letter to Chaim Kanievsky, explains the whole story to Chaim Kanievsky, all the details and all that happened. And he waits for a response. He gets a response from Chaim Kanievsky about a month later. A one-word response. Now we know Reb Chaim Kanievsky sends very short responses. But one word is even short for Reb Chaim Kanievsky. And Reb Chaim Kanievsky writes one word. And the word he writes is Amalek. And this fellow is baffled. What does Amalek mean? What is Ibrahim Kanevsky trying to say? What is the message? What is the lesson? He didn't really get much of an understanding, much of a, a clarification from the story. A few months later, this fellow who never hit this couple, he was looking to move to a bigger apartment. And someone told him about an apartment that is vacant, that is uh, perhaps a good option for him. So he goes to the apartment with his wife to check out the apartment. And he walks into the apartment and he turns white as a ghost. He looks at one of the pictures on the, on the, in the apartment. It's a picture of the couple that he killed. And he says, whoa, I can't take this apartment. This is the couple that I murdered, that I killed accidentally. Murder is a strong word. I killed accidentally with my car. I can't. I can't. I can't take their apartment. This is spooky. This is weird. This is scary. Get me out of here. He's running for the hills. He's running out of the door. And all of a sudden, he takes a step further and he sees there's another picture. And it's a picture of the same man that he killed, yet this time the man is a little younger. And he's standing in front of Treblinka in his Nazi uniform and outfit. And outfit. He realized later that this man was a Nazi, one of the Nazi leaders in Treblinka. This, this from Yid who accidentally murdered him, his parents, his uncles and aunts, many of his mishpacha were murdered in Treblinka. Kodesh Baruch Hu clearly had a plan. HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not let this guy get away with what he did. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, no, you caused pain to my children. You will eventually be paid back. We don't know when or how. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed the enemies that you cannot get away. You cannot run away from causing tsar and pain to my people. You have to be accountable for what you did. So that's what the Torah teaches us one way. I guess that's some form of nechama. Gives us some form of comfort that those who cause tsar to the Jewish people will eventually get their day of reckoning also. And therefore the Torah reminds us in this week's parasha, those who think that it's okay, that it's justifiable to cause tzar to the Jewish people, it's not acceptable. It's totally, it's going to eventually be uh, reckoned, as we say. You're going to have to give a cheshben and the goyim will be very much uh, punished for the pain that they caused the Jewish people. But if Pam points out in a different part of the parasha, something else we have to learn from this week's parasha. It says in the Chumash, that remember the years of old. And realize the years of the generations. Right through Palm, the Torah is telling us over here that we need to learn from history. We need to watch history. We need to study history. We need to understand what everything, how everything happened. Yes, there are times in Christ where there's so much pain and there's so much suffering, but that was only a stepping block to something else. Jews were, 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 were kicked out of one country and then they went somewhere else. And everything that Kodesh Baruch Hu does in every step of history, and you go back and you look over the, the years of Jewish history and everything doesn't make perfect sense. But we see that there was this happened and that happened. And because of this, that happened. 
Sometimes in our own life, we have to take stock. We have to look back and see where we can we find Yad Hashem. Where could we see that Kodesh Baruch Hu navigated our lives in a certain way? Where do we see that Kodesh Baruch Hu has everything working in a system? We don't always understand the system or sometimes we don't agree with the system. But we always have to look and try to find where do we see our Kodesh Baruch Hu. You can always look back in history. It's a great place to look and see how. Because of that, that. Because of that, that. And I think that's really our avoid in our own lives. Especially now after Yom Kippur where we're, we're elevated people. We're, we're at a different Madrega now. We're, we're, we're much more in touch to our spiritual side. We need to take a step back and find throughout our life. I always say, Reb Chaim Salvezhik used to say over, every person can write their own book about Hashkocha Pratis. Every person can write their own story of where they saw Hashkocha Pratis in their life. Uh, I can give you endless stories, but everyone has their own story. If everyone wants to take a stock, take a second and take stock in their life and look back in their previous years and say, wow. This happened because of this, and this happened because of this. And you'd see how HaKadosh Baruch Hu's got a beautiful plan for you. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's watching and guiding. So when we look back in history, as much as history somewhat doesn't change, we still have anti-Semitism, we're still oppressed, but we can look back and appreciate how every step of our life was clearly navigated by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So now as we go forward post Tim Kippur with this new appreciation, we're not going to tolerate those who cause pain to the Jewish people. We're not going to allow it and we'll remember one of the things we read on Yom Kippur was the Sarah Malchus. We relived that. Again, anti-Semitism. We're not going to stand for anti-Semitism. And those who cause pain and anguish to the Jewish people will get their time as well. But we also need to learn from our own history. We need to see how Kodesh Baruch Hu is navigating and orchestrating our lives in such a perfect way. We need to appreciate it. Take steps, take, take a step and take stock and appreciate in our own lives and reflect. And I know some people really take, keep a cheshben of every time Hashkach HaPratis happens and it's worthwhile noting when you see Yad Hashem clearly in your life. And Mitzvah Hashem, we should appreciate all the little ups and downs in our life and all the steps and directions and appreciate the Olkam HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Give us chizuk to continue to be an Ever Hashem, to be the best Ever Hashem we could be. Mr. Hashem is the greatest way to get into the Yom Tov of Sukkot, the Yom Tov of Simcha, appreciating all that Kosh Baruch Hu does with us, to be grateful, to be thankful, and to be appreciative. Have a wonderful Shabbos.